Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Fantastic. Come on, let's thank these guys this morning. I love what Flick just said, if you didn't, I wouldn't. And if we don't, they can't. And who's that? We have a vision. God has a bigger vision. God's vision always dwarfs our vision. It says here, you know, because we have a vision about taking ground, building buildings. God has a vision of people. It's never about the buildings, ever. It's about the people. But what happens is buildings create space for people to come and inhabit. And, you know, it says here in 2 Peter 3, verse, starting in verse 8, it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God's vision is that not one soul on the planet would perish, but all would come to repentance. As we take ground, we are in a war, and I love that. It's the fight, the fight for love. I'll fight, I'll war, I'll press in. As we fight to take ground, and you know what? This is a, phys- uh, a physical action, the giving of finances, but really it starts spiritually. When we can get release, when we can get breakthrough in the spirit, like, like Zoe said, everything's God's. Anything I have in life is from him. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from your father. God gives us all we have. What I have today has been given to me. I I can take no credit for it. But when we can get to that place on the inside, say, I'm a vision builder. I'm going to build the kingdom. I'm going to live beyond myself. I'm going to live for the future. I'm going to live for those not yet in relationship, knowing that it's God's heart that all would enter into repentance and none would perish. That's why we do what we do. And so what, what I wanted to do is, is just look at the three steps of this Vision Builders campaign. Uh, and they would be the steps of faith, sacrifice, and commitment. Anytime you step out, there's going to be faith required. You're going to have to commit to. See, it's easy to start a thing. Starting a thing is fun. We've got Vision Builders. We're going to have a big party. It's going to be a, we're going to have a big lunch, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to have festivities. We're doing Vision Builders. We're going to take the city. That's today. Tomorrow is, oh, I've got to fulfill my commitment. <laughs> oh, I've got to do something with what I've committed to. So there's always faith that's required. There's always sacrifice and there's always commitment to the very thing that we've, we've said we're going to sacrifice for. And so our vision, Noosa, a city for Christ. And our goal is transform lives. And see, making the, the, you know, loving God, loving people, serving the community, you have to do something with that. We have to be a people that are front foot, that step out and do something with the faith we profess. God is God. He can do anything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He's my provider. He's the, you know, Alpha and Omega. He's the, well, you've got to do something with, you've got to step out what you profess. Uh, and I want a strong, robust church because honestly, it, 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 like I said, it takes faith. Melissa and I moved here from Northern Beaches. We've put our kids in, in private schooling because we want them to have a good Christian education. Uh, you know, we've done all of this without the, the promise of jobs or work or any other thing. It's a step of faith daily for us. But every time I step out, God meets me at that place of faith. Every time I take another step, God meets me there and not only provides what we need, exceeds what we need so that we can then go and be a blessing. You know, last week... Um, I was in Bendigo, Victoria, and I usually look after the finances, putting in the offerings for us, working out what we do. And so I, did I call you or I sent you a message about, hey, don't worry about giving this morning, I've done it online. And she said, oh, no, I've already done it. I went, oh, good, so have I. And then we'd given a few more. And I worked out, we'd given, you know, close to 50% of what we earned that week, we'd put into the house of God. And I thought, oh, well, we, I just won't next week. 
And I thought, no, that's silly. So I gave this morning again because I thought, you know what? When you give to God, just give freely. Just give cheer. It's building the kingdom. It's, you know, we've put significant funding in for this house to exist. And I'm grateful that it does. And I, I, w- I would give 10 times what we've already given to, to have you sitting in front of us to have you participating in this church, being able to worship, being able to make good friends and live in community and go for picnics. I would happily do that because God is my provider anyway. I've got no need to worry about where, my, where things are coming from. I know God is doing that. And as we just step out, he always do it, does it. You know, so we want a city for Christ. We want transformed lives. But for this to be realized, each of us needs to grow. We've got we to allow ourselves to be stretched and expanded. We need to grow in our, our thinking our dreams, and in our giving. We, we, we just need to be enlarged. Your, your tomorrow is so much bigger than your today. You, you won't inhabit tomorrow with your same level of thinking, with your same level of sacrifice, with your same level of giving. You, you need to let God make you bigger. His plans and purposes for your life are bigger than what you are today. And that excites me. That, that freaks me out, stretches me, but it, it, it excites me. My tomorrow is bigger than today. And I don't, I, I don't want to live where I live today, tomorrow. I want, to, I want a journey. And you know what? We started a journey. We started a journey with Christ. Let's just keep walking that journey out. You know, Psalm 84 says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their heart on pilgrimage. When our strength is in him, he meets us at that place. Who have set their heart on, on journeying. Life is a journey. There are twists, there are turns, there are hills, there are valleys. But when your strength is in him, and I've said this before, the, the amplified definition of blessed is happy, fortunate, prosperous, to be envied. Blessed. And, and blessing isn't a statement I make. It's a state I live in. When you commit to building the house of God, when you commit to loving his people, because it's about people, not buildings, but when I commit to create a space and a place for the hurting, broken, and lost to come into, I'm blessed, a state that I live in. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, to be envied. A friend of mine once said that happiness isn't getting what you want. It's wanting what you already have. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy. I'm blessed with what I have. Everything else, anything else that comes to me is the blessing of God. And it's provision in my world and it's poured out so that I can then pour it out. You know, Eddie blessed me this week taking me out on a boat. He's a blessed man. There's, there's provision flowing towards his world, because he's, but he's blessed to be a blessing. I got to experience the blessing he lives under. Because God's been good to him and he's been good. He said, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? When we have provision in our world, we can be a blessing. And don't be, don't be ashamed of that. Don't, be, don't pull back from that. Step out into it. You know, I once heard it said that Joseph didn't have to put on the coat of many colors. But he chose to, to honor his father. He was hated for that jacket. That jacket indicated that his father loved him more than his other brothers, that he was special in his father's eyes, that there was this affection towards him that perhaps wasn't towards all the... We can walk in blessing regardless of what anybody thinks of us and honor our father. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You can be blessed. Is that helping anybody? So a commonly asked question is, I already tithe. Why do we do additional offerings? First thing I would say there is, if you don't tithe, that would be a good starting point because that's where blessing is attracted to your world. That's all I'm saying on that. So I would say this, our tithes maintain the church, the general running and expenses, but vision builders expands the church. Vision builders, builders allows us to, to do those things that God put, lays upon our heart. There's the pragmatics of running a church. There's the hiring of halls, the 
buying of equipment, the this, that, and the other. Computers to run things, speakers, all those things. But Vision Builders expands the church. We would enter in. My friend in San Diego, Jürgen, has just taken up. He's got two buildings that he's already built and they've paid off. And he's just done a Vision Builders campaign. They raised $2 million. You know, and they're, they're a prosperous church. They're, they've just raised another $2 million. They've gone from uh, starting eight years ago, one family nine years ago, moving to San Diego to now they're over 2,500 people. They have to keep buying more land, getting more buildings because they are growing at such a great rate. Not, and they were told, you will never build a spirit-filled church over 100 people in San Diego. They're at 2,500 and growing. That's why we do vision builders. And for him, he couldn't care less about the buildings. He doesn't care. Do you know when they first started church, uh, their, their venue was taken over for about a three-week period, so they held church in the car park. They were at the Marriott Hotel, downtown San Diego, holding church in the car park. He says, it's not about the building. It's about the people. But when I can take ground, when I can create facilities, I can have people come in. We can have a, um, uh, we can have a food bank. We can have a, you know, um, equipment for homeless people where we can give them blankets and food and clothing and all that. We can do something when we have something. Uh, and Vision Builders is about the future, like Flick said, of our children, our church, and our community. It's about people. Why we do this, it's, it's about people. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a blessing in your world. Because we, as we've done it and we've stepped out into it, it's been a blessing to our world. Amen? Um, and here's the deal. It's a journey. And it's going to be a journey. But when we commit to that journey, when we step out in faith, something happens. When you step out in faith, something happens. God gets on your commitment. He says, man, there's somebody there that actually believes. You know, the funny thing is, we profess a whole lot of stuff. But if we believed what we professed, we would probably walk in another paradigm. We would, life would be very different if we actually believed. You know, and that's what it says, have faith in God. Have faith. It's a step and a walk of faith. And you know, I was thinking through King David, who made provision for the building of the house of God, the temple, the church. And I said, this is King David. And this is what he said. He said in 1 Chronicles 2, uh, 22, verse 5, he says, the house to be built for the Lord should be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of all the nations. Therefore, I will make uh, preparations for it. And so David made extensive, abundant preparations before his death. David wanted to honor God and show his magnificence, so he owned the vision. Vision Builders is about you owning the vision of the future of this church. It's about you saying, you know what, I don't attend church, that is my church. This is my church. I own this church. You can stand up and say, I own that chair. I own that chair. I own that bit of cover. Do you know what? And, and be proud of it. Because you create space for people to come into and experience the presence of God. You should be proud of that. You, should, you know, I own seats at Oxford Falls. I own screens at Oxford Falls. I, uh, do, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's not mine. I'm, I'm just making an example. We can, we can own the vision. I want to encourage you. Own the vision. A Noosa, a city for Christ. Lives transformed. Own that vision. Let it be your vision. Let it be your heartbeat for the future of this church. Amen? And, uh, you know, so David goes, you know, I want to make preparations. I want to make provision for the temple of God. This is, this is what it, the materials that he provided for the building of the first temple, 100,000 talents of gold and a million talents of silver. You can read this in 1 Chronicles 29. From his own private fortune, David also gave 3,000 talents of gold and 7,000 talents of high-grade silver. Um, Basically, in today's term, 100,000 talents of gold was 3,750 tonnes. Today's value, $45 billion. A million talents of silver, 37,500 tonnes. Today's value, $10.8 billion. 
in round figures, the wealth of the first temple was about $56 billion. He said, the temple must be magnificent. To, to even get close to reflecting the glory of our God, who gives me all I have anyway, $56 billion. He didn't have to do that, but he let his heart travel towards the vision. He said, man, what are we doing? We live in these majestic castles. We live in these, these you know, walled cities. We must create a place for God. What I want to do is create a place for God in Noosa where people can come that are hurting, broken, lost, ostracized, and they can find themselves, not only in the presence of God, but in a community that welcomes them with open arms and says, you're welcome. This is your house. This is your family now. Come on in. Come on in. And, you know, it all starts somewhere. It all steps, starts with a step. So the first thing is the step of faith. And, and in Isaiah 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent uh, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Don't spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. You shall expand to the right, to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. There's a great quote from Brian Tracy that says, Every great leap forward in life comes after you have made a clear decision of some kind. Today is about making a clear decision. I'm going to be a vision builder. I'm going, to be a, I'm going to partner with the vision. I'm going to step out on myself so that I can impact others. See, because not everybody's going to be a preacher. Not everybody's going to be a worship leader. Not everybody's going to be a kid's worker or whatever it might be. Everybody can be a vision builder. That's what I love about this. And it's never going to be about equal giving. It's going to be about equal sacrifice. So I, I want you to know that whether it's I can commit $10 a week to vision builders or I can give $1,000 a week. It's not about equal giving. We're all at varying capacities and we all have varying incomes, et cetera, et cetera. Some are, some are business owners, some are uni students. It's not about, okay, so I'm, I'm going to give this. It's about let's sacrifice together as an army to make difference and make, make room for the community of Noosa. Amen? I was thinking through, um, and Justin actually mentioned it this morning, about the, the Israelites, uh, when they departed from Egypt, God had prepared the best land on the earth for them. He'd prepared a space for them that they could inhabit. But for 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness. For, for 40 years, they, they didn't enter into. And, and what I love is that God had not only prepared a place for him, he'd also put fear in the inhabitants. They were going to drive out the inhabitants of Canaan. But, but it says here, it says... Um, uh, the Israelites saw themselves as grasshoppers. In Numbers 13, 33, it says, we saw the giants there. We were grasshoppers in their sight, and, uh, and so were we in our own. And what happened is they went and discouraged each other. Fear came in. When you step out to do a vision builders campaign, when you step out to build something for God, fear is going to come at you. Attacks are going to come at you. They didn't see these people as grasshoppers because God had, the Bible says that God had put fear in their hearts. They saw them as people that were going to take their land. It was how they saw themselves. When you see yourself as, I can't, I can't commit to anything beyond what I'm doing, I couldn't step out, I couldn't become a vision builder, you'll shrink back. You step out in faith and God will meet you at that place. And when he meets you at that place, he will show you, he will give you creative ideas of how to. You know, you'll, you'll find yourself going from, I've committed to this a week, to getting 10 times that amount in through creative ideas. I love it, Laura's just started a new business. There, there's going to be, you know, as a, as a marriage celebrant, there's going to be opportunities that you have this year. Don't limit yourself to thinking where I am and what I have is all that I ever will have or all I ever will be. Commit to building the house of God and then let God show you all that he has for you, all that he wants to do for you, all that he wants to allow to flow into your world. Amen? 
You know, it says in, um, in Hebrews 10.35, don't throw away your confidence, for it will be richly rewarded. My righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we're not of those that shrink back and are destroyed. We're of those that be- are be- who believe and are saved. We're of those that press forward. You know, it's, it's in the step of faith that miracles happen. It, it, it's in the step of faith that miracles happen. Miracles through this campaign are going to happen in your world. I'm telling you, there's going to be breakthroughs. There's going to be miracles because God is faithful to the faithful. God will back you. I, I don't know how Melissa and I have done what we've done over the last 20 years. We've built four houses. We've, we've done a whole lot of different things. But I was on a pastor's wage. And not just a pastor's wage, I was on a youth pastor's wage. Hello? It, it wasn't brilliant. <laughs> but God made a way for us. We, were, we just committed to the house of God. We committed to tithing and giving. We committed to vision builders, and God just went before us. And things happened to us that we didn't even plan. I remember sitting there one day. I'd been in Canberra, um, and my father-in-law said, there's an auction tomorrow morning. You need to go to it. There's a great house in Avalon. I hadn't sold my last house yet. We're sitting there. I didn't get back till 3 or 4 in the morning from Canberra. He rings me at 7. I was like, dude, what do you want? And he said, you've got to come to the auction. I said, I've got to go to church. I'm not going to the auction. And, and then he rang me after church and said, oh, I bought the house for you. I said, what? With my money, not his. Um, and, and, I, and I go, what do you mean? He said, oh, I just went to the auction. It was a great buy, so I bought it. So then I was like, well, God, I'm building your house. You've got to help me. Now I own two, and I'm on a youth pastor's wage. And, mate, within weeks, our house sold. And there'd been no interest in it for, you know, for months before that. It sold. Not only did it sell, it sold for more than we were asking for, and it just rolled into the next one, which became another blessing into our world. God will make a way. And it may not make sense, and you may not see it, but when you step out in faith and you commit to your commitments, God will make a way. Um, You know, Peter was told to launch out into the deep. Faith doesn't stay in the boat. It says, I believe I'll launch out. So he launched out. And he caught the greatest catch he'd ever had. Jesus told a nobleman in John 4.50, go your way, your son is healed. He had to then take that journey and start walking towards where his son was to realize the promise that had been made. And when he got there, his son had been healed. You know, uh, Jesus told 10 lepers to go and show themselves to the priest that they were healed. They weren't healed in staying. They were healed in their going. And it says, and as they went, they realized it's, it's not until we go that we realize. It's not until we step out into a new thing. And this might freak some of you out. Dude, you're asking me to give more than what I'm already giving. And we come every week. And yes, we, we love what we do. And we give our You're asking me for more? Yes. Because the greatest life you will ever live is in service of others, is in the giving of others. The Bible says, no greater love has any man than this, that he lay down his life for another. That, you know, this is a laying down of what you might be able to do. I remember Pastor Phil saying that there was, there was ladies in, in the church at Oxford Falls that would say, I'm going to give $20 a fortnight. He says, really, that's fantastic. He said, you know, how are you coming up with that money? He said, she said, I'm foregoing having my blue rinse done every month, you know, or whatever it was. It was a sacrifice. But they said, I will sacrifice to build the house, to build the kingdom. To, to, and, you know, I remember there's these ladies that come up to him maybe every two or three months with an envelope full of cash. That's for the Vision Builders Fund. He says, where'd you get that from? They said, we've, we've been crocheting and knitting for three or four months straight. We've sold it at markets, and this is what we have to build the king. There, there's creative ways, but it takes faith. It takes a stepping out to, to build, and it's not in staying. It's always in going. Um, you know, he told a paralyzed man laying on a bed to take up 
to take the step of faith and begin to walk. Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. It wasn't until he, he arose. See, Jesus said a thing, but then he had to do a thing. You know, God will speak to you throughout this month period, throughout this camp. God will speak to you. Maybe you could do $100 a month. Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could do God will speak to you, but it's, not in, it's in the stepping out in faith. Amen? Faith calls us to live beyond the immediate, to look towards a, a larger a future. You know, and there's a great quote by F.B. Meyer. It says, we never test the resources of God until we attempt the impossible. Really, it is impossible. We're, we're one year old. We're a small church. We're just still getting to know each other. We're a community that's being... You're going for, you're going for a building. You're trying to take land. Yet, until we step out into the impossible, we'll never know what God can do. But when we step it, when we dream big, when we live big... I sent my mate a, a message the other day. I said, mate, I'm looking at this building. He said, go big or go home. In any minute, he said, go big. You'll never know what God can do until you step out into a big place, until you're scared, until you're trembling. And I've got to tell you, I don't, I don't sit at home going, oh, we're going to get buildings. This is, oh, millions of dollars, we're going to do this. I sit there going, God, please, walk with us, journey with us. Don't, don't leave me. You know, Moses said, unless, you, unless you're with me, God, we're not going anywhere. We're staying right here. I want your presence. My prayer daily is, God, be with us. We need your presence. We need you to walk every step of it. So, so I'm going to faith. I want to let you know, you know, we're going to commit to a, to a large sum of money to put into this Vision Builders program, and it's going to stretch us. It's going to stretch me, but I know God will meet us at that point. And, it, and it's not easy for us to do what we're going to do, but we're going to do it by faith, knowing that God is able, and God is faithful, and he's with us every step of the way. Amen? Second thing is, it's a walk of commitment. Our best always costs us something. Our best costs us something. You know... <laughs> Um, great purposes require great commitment. It says in Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust him, and he will do this. God is with you. As you, as you make a commitment, God is with you. It says, um, oh, sorry, commitment is love in action. It means we get up again, and we get up again, and we get up again, and we keep doing it. 1 Corinthians 13 says, love never gives up. There is no such thing as love without commitment. We should be wise in what we commit ourselves to to keep our, to keep our world. This is the basis of character and integrity. And I was thinking this, that commitment shows our values. What I commit my life to shows what, I'm, what I value. You know, it says, you know, Jesus says, I'll build my church. He committed to building the church. It showed you where his heart was. So what I, what I commit my finances to, what I commit my time to, what I commit my passion to shows you my values. And mate, just, just look at somebody's Twitter feed, look at somebody's, you know, Instagram, look, it will show you what they're focused on in life and what they are committed to. Uh, I want to encourage each and every one of you, commit to building the house of God, commit to vision builders and watch what, you know, I would say, give God an opportunity to move big in your world. And again, it's not about the figure price, give God an opportunity. What's big for you may not be big for somebody else, but it gives God the opportunity to be big in your world. Amen? You know, as we commit to vision builders, the faith and character it produces in us is eternal. And I love it in, uh, in Hebrews uh, 11 verse 7, it says, it was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that have never happened before and by his faith Noah received the righteousness that comes by faith. What I love is it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. So firstly, there's never been any rain on the earth before, and God says, build a boat because there's going to be a great flood. There's the first step of, firstly, faith and then commitment. But not only that, it took 120 years to build. I'm building a deck for Hazel that may take two weeks. 
Maybe not, because we've got a smaller, but maybe a week. 120 years. So that's okay. First, I've got to find the timber. Then I've got to find, what are we going to do for nails? What are we going to do for, uh, how are the animals going to come? How am I going to waterproof this thing? It's never rained. I've never built a boat. 120 years. See, he, God asked him to build a boat. God was planning to save humanity. You see, so we don't, we don't know necessarily what we're stepping out to, but when God calls us to a thing and we commit to it, his plans are always bigger than the very thing we're doing. We think we're building or buying a building or, or taking ground for God. God says, no, no, no. I'm going to let my Holy Spirit sweep through the Sunshine Coast. I'm going to touch, I'm going to sweep salvation into the house of God. We, you don't know what you're doing. When you, but when you make a commitment and you step out and you sacrifice, God will meet you at that place and do far much, far more. What I love is he was obviously a man not only of faith and, and commitment, but he could, he could pitch a vision because it wasn't just him that built the boat. It was his family. His boys must have helped him build that boat. His boy, there, there, was, there was, you know, when, when we commit to building the house of God, God, like Joel was saying, commits to building your family. You see, their deepest desire wasn't money. Their deepest desire was to have a child. And when we step and do what we can in the natural, God does what we can't do. And he does what he can do in the supernatural. You know, it says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. What is money worth when you've got a beautiful little son? What is, you, there, there are going to be needs in your world. Can I, can I encourage you? When you delight yourself in God, when you delight yourself in the building of his house, he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Abraham committed to, in believing for one child, God, the God's plan was that he'd be the father of nations. Uh, you know, Noah committed to building an ark, God's plan was the, the salvation of the world. Job committed to worshipping God every day in the midst of the most severe circumstances. God's plan was to build him, was twice, to bless him with twice as much as he'd ever had. With twice as much as he'd ever had. He lost so much, but because he remained faithful and committed to God, he got twice back what he had lost. You know... It says, the eyes of the Lord, this is 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is looking for committed people so he can strengthen you, so he can strengthen you for the journey, so he can strengthen you to fulfill that very thing that you commit to. You know, the third thing would be the life of sacrifice. And vision builders, plainly, is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of wants and desires and the immediate. I do without today because I choose to, to fulfill the vision of the house of God. I give beyond myself. I, and, and can I encourage you, don't live selfish. Don't live small. You are limited. If you live in a place where it's all about you and what you can get and what you can accumulate, you know, I've, I've heard it said before that you'll never see a hearse followed by a trailer. You'll never see a hearse followed by a trailer. You can't take it with you. And life is, there's 70 years and we're gone. 80 years, we're gone. 90, whatever it might be. God is going to pour provision into your world. <laughs> you can't take it with you. I want, to, I want to live my life spending it for others, spending it for God, because you can't outgive God. He's always going to pour it back in. And I, all I've known over the last 20-something years is the goodness of God pouring over our lives. And, and, you know, and it's not about what you have, but it is about what you give in this life. Um, you know, I was thinking about vision. It's, it's not a step and it's not a walk, but it's a lifestyle. Sacrifice is a lifestyle. It's, it becomes who I am. And it's hard at first, but it gets easier the longer you walk it out, the longer you step it out. And, uh, and I want to encourage you, you know, take that step.
Proverbs 16 verse 8 says, better to have a little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. Uh, We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And I was thinking through, I was thinking, okay, Jesus epitomizes sacrifice. God sent his son to die. He gave, he, he spilt blood for the vision. See, we're not going to that point. That's next year. No, no, it's just... He gave himself, he gave his life, he, he laid down for the vision. You, you were of such value to God that he shed his son's blood, that he allowed him to die, knowing that he would raise him up, but he let his son go through the agony of death so that we could live. The reason we would do a vision builders campaign is so that those that are dying, those that are broken, those that are hurting, those that are lonely could come back to life again could come and find purpose and vision for their future that they can't yet see. Uh, and I'm grateful for God that, that I can see a vision because God and Jesus came into my life. You know, Acts 20 says he, his church purchased with his own blood. His church, he owns this church. His church purchased with his own blood. You know, when we purchase something with our own blood, it's sending the message. If we put more than just finances into a project. It sends a message. You're valuable. Every person that comes into the house, you're valuable. Welcome home. Well, we've been waiting for you. We've prepared a place for you. Welcome home. You know, we put our heart into it. And I wanted to finish with this, and maybe we could get the band back up. Um, the difference between an Old Testament animal sacrifice and the New Testament sacrifice of Christ is this. The sacrifice of Jesus was voluntary. The animal's life was taken. Jesus gave his life and he, laid it, he willingly laid it down for his friends. Animal sacrifice was entirely the product of law. Uh, the sacrifice of Jesus was entirely the product of love. I love that. We pay our debts to a tradesman, tradesman because we have to, but we give a gift to our loved ones because we want to. This is how I want you to see this Vision Builders campaign. You don't have to. Like Zoe said, you don't have to. There is no, there's no, there's not going to be any guilt. There's not going to be any condemnation. We're not going to look at different people. Oh, well, you gave you. It's none of that. You get to. And I tell you, we're going to give. Every time we have any level of campaign program, whatever it might be, love offering, I'm going to give. Because I just love the feeling of creating space for God and for people. You know, it's not law but love that lay behind the sacrifice of Christ. Over the coming weeks, you know, we're going to have the opportunity to voluntarily enter into the Vision Builders program. We are going to have, uh, you know, a big, a big festival and lunch and party and, and everybody's welcome. We want you all there. Whether you give or you don't give, I don't care. We want you there because we want to celebrate not only today but the future that God is going to bring to Noosa through our sacrifice. Amen? Why don't we just close our eyes? I'd love to pray for everyone this morning. Father, we, we love you. We truly do. Thank you for giving you a son that we could live. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to partner with the vision that you've laid upon our hearts to take this city for Christ. Lord, your word says if we lift you up, you will draw all men under yourself. So we, through this Vision Builders campaign, look to step out and create a space for you to come and fill with your glory. God, I pray that you would lay it upon every person's heart here how they might be able to partner with the vision to see Noosa become a city for Christ, to see people's lives transformed. I pray that you would speak to every person, Lord. Father, whether the figure's large or small, it doesn't matter. It's not equal giving, it's equal sacrifice. 
And I thank you, Lord, that this will be a time where we can grow in you and we can be enlarged. We can let our tent curtains be stretched to the left and to the right. Have your way, Lord. Build the mighty house of God in Noosa. And I'm just, I'm really feeling, while every eye's closed, every head's bowed, you may be here today and you're, you're not walking in close or right relationship with Jesus. You're not feeling like he's close or that there's, there's no, no peace in your world. I, I want to give you an opportunity just to say, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Come into my life or come back into my life. Greatest life you'll ever live is one surrendered to Jesus. If that's you here this morning, I'd love to pray with you. Just lift your hand. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but if you're here saying, yeah, I want to pray that prayer, just lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. But just before we finish and I hand back to Melissa, I'd just like to pray a blessing over you all. Father, thank you for this great church. Thank you, Lord, for every person that sits before me this morning. God, I thank you that you are ever near, always present, that you speak to us and we hear your voice clearly. Bless, Lord God, with the blessing of heaven, every single person that sits before me. God, I pray that you would show them creatively how they can be stretched and enlarged in you. That, God, they'd have a great sense of vision and purpose burning in their hearts as they step out in you. Bless families, bless marriages, bless health in people's bodies. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, fantastic. Let's give God a mighty hand clap this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.